Welcome to Midpoint, OCC's midweek podcast aimed at helping you connect with last week's message and prepare you for next week's sermon. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Mid... I did it again, didn't You're I? Good. You're How good. did I do it again? The second time I've done this. You hear the beep and then you get all nervous. It's okay. Hello and welcome to Midpoint, your midweek connection to Orchards Community Church. Last weekend, Pastor Brenton talked with us through Acts 13, 42, all the way through 14, 7. Mm-hmm. That was a huge chunk of scripture. Yeah, I didn't realize how long it was until I started going through it. I was like, oh, this is a lot. I was sitting there and I'm like, oh, he's going to stop because I was taking notes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he's going to stop at the end of 13. So I like yeah. wrote down 13, 42 through, what was it? 52. 52. And so I like wrote down 52. Yeah. And he went to four, 14. I was like, delete 14. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then I somebody, wrote... somebody was like, and then when you went, all right, now chapter 14, they're like, oh, okay, we're yeah. still going. Oh, all right. And then I wrote like 14, two, because I thought you were going to stop at like two, because yeah. it was kind of a nice break. Yeah. And so I wrote down 14, two on my, my phone. And then you went, keep going. I was yeah. like, delete. <laughs> Originally, we were just going to go through the rest of Acts. Yeah. Like yeah. That, might, might as well. Yeah. But. Well, you did a great job for that much, that <laughs> big of text. It was awesome. So were you, you talked us through the importance of being filled with the overwhelming gratitude for the gospel mm-hmm. that Jesus has made available to everyone. Yeah. Um, great, great summary, great explanation of, of that passage. So mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. Um, what did you have to leave out of your message due to time, do you think? Um, kind of the things I talked about at the beginning of... Uh, of really hitting hard what persecution looked like, um, handling trials. Yeah. Um, there was, you know, some Old Testament stuff that, mm-hmm. that could have been thrown in. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't, I didn't want to just do a shotgun blast of, mm-hmm. hey, look at this snapshot, look at this. Like, I wanted it to be a cohesive thing. I think yeah. people can follow it if you kind of have one idea. For sure. I mean, you know, you can't really hit on no. everything you find in a passage. So you just got to find the, the kind of the the main vein that you want to mm-hmm. go through. And so um, there was some stuff that that I, I tried to hit on and kind of mm-hmm. like, hey, if you wanted to look into this, we could look into the cities, we could look yeah. into the, the, you know, what was being um, written or mm-hmm. what was going to be written at the time from Paul and like all those things. But yeah, yeah, didn't, yeah. didn't get into those. I feel typically when I preach and I, I, you know, Pastor James and I've talked through this, you and I've talked through this, that every time we come to something, especially for a New Testament, Old Testament history is the one thing that we always feel like we can't get all the Old Testament that we want mm-hmm. in there. That's just the one that that we want to, but it's so much, so, it takes so much time yeah. to build up that it's often the one that we have to glaze over and keep well, and, going. And the other thing is not too many people are like, man, I really want to read Isaiah. Like, <laughs> that's just not a thing that people I want to spend saying. some time in numbers right yeah. now. Yeah. And so, like, it's how do we touch upon the Old Testament? Mm-hmm. How do we show that it's... You know, it's a cohesive yes. narrative of yeah. Jesus, of God's grace, um, but also make it to where we're not just born people in it with like lectures, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that's that's a challenge. It's definitely a challenge, and I I, I hear you for sure, and I, I feel like you you were able to wrap all that in, and so mm-hmm. kudos to you for that of, of being able to pull that all together, and yeah. it was it was cohesive, it was understandable, and so praise God for that for sure. Yeah. So, um, well, we had a few questions come in from people, and we always want to say thank you when you do that and encourage you to keep doing that. It really helps us understand what you're thinking, what you're what you're feeling, what you're needing to hear, um, and so we can address that. So please keep sending in those questions, and we'll reference at the end where and how you can send those in. First question, Pastor Brenton mentioned that he felt that there was multiple ways he could have taken this passage, but he felt that God dropped him in the mindset of gratitude for the gospel. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that God pushed you that way? Um, 
man, I don't know why God did that. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know the mind of God. Yes. Um, but what I said and what I continue to, to say as I, I think back on it is like, I was like, okay, you know, persecution is a, is a thing. Like they're going yeah. through persecution, but looking at the response of Paul wasn't like, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get to the place of saying, this is how you respond in persecution. Mm. Okay. Like it was like, oh, they're persecuted and they continued on or they mm. moved on or they shook the dust off their feet. And I'm like, okay, what, what can I do? And I had an outline of this is what I could do. And I was trying to pull it, but it felt like I was forcing it. Yeah, it makes sense. And I never want to force a sermon um, because then I feel like I'm talking from my own mm. like stance. Like yeah. I want to tell you what I want to say. Yeah. And so I was like, no, I don't want to do that. And so I, I really couldn't formulate that, mm. you know, those topics. Like yeah. I, it was there, we could have talked about it, but I was just really struggling f- forming it. Um, and so I was like, you know, let me just go through this passage. Let me just mm. see where God takes me and praying through it. And I, I mean, I was like, man, this is so cool. Like, look how cool is it? Like, look what happened. Look what God's doing. Look what, look what the yeah. Gentiles are hearing and all of those things. And I was like, man, this is like, this is just where I am yeah. for me. Like, it's just really cool. And when is it mm. never a good time to preach the gospel? Amen. Like to, to simplify and just say, believe in Jesus. Yeah. So that's kind of where I landed, mm. um, because all the other avenues were me forcing it. Mm. And, uh, and I didn't want to do that. So that's that's where it went. So I don't know if that yeah. was God guiding me or I'm just not that good of a preacher. I don't know, but that's where I landed. I mean, I appreciate your honesty with that. You briefly mentioned in your sermon kind of towards the start of the different avenues. Can yeah. you reference some of those avenues that you were wrestling with? Yeah. So the persecution angle, okay. um, Paul and Barnabas were persecuted. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there, there was that angle. Um, obviously, they're going through trials. We could have talked... Um, through some of those Old Testament passages that he talked about of, yeah. um, you know, you have forsaken or you've you've said that you're not worthy of this, mm. and so now we're preaching to the yeah. Gentiles, and yeah. so why, why, what what that looks like? Mm. So we could have gone into that. Um, could have gone into Paul's journey and really what that looks like for the rest of the, you know, Acts is pretty much where he wrote a lot of the Gospels, and, yeah, or not Gospels, a lot of his epistles. Yeah. And so as we walk through Acts, we could have gone, this is when Galatians was written, and this is when, like, we this could have done This is the first that. or second or yeah. third, you know, missionary journey and um, all that. So yeah. there could have been all of those avenues, mm. but I again, I didn't want it to be a lecture, and mm. I didn't want it to come from me. And yeah. so I, I was just thinking, how can I make this passage come alive? How can I walk through, you know, like we do exegetically, but then also how can I just preach what God is putting Mm. on my heart? So, Amen. Amen. I think that's always such a challenge is is heading into that um, academia mindset a little bit. And I think we, I think when you preach all, you know, I definitely sense this, that it's a fight to make sure you're not completely in academia Mm -hmm. and that you're you know, not just a lecture. It's not, you know, that college lecture yeah. feel. And I, I hear you and I, I, yeah. I sense that and that could be a real struggle. And that's a real, like an art. Like mm-hmm. James does a really good job of making his sermons not feel like a lecture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I still struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'm, you know, still not far removed from, mm-hmm. from seminary. Yeah. And so like, oh, I, you know, this is what this means and this is what this means. And then you already have 45 minutes of content and you're like, well, can't do that. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. no one wants to just hear a lecture. And so how do we, okay, so we're, that's when that application comes in. What yeah. does this mean for me? Yeah. And I think that's when the preaching comes in. So you can have some lecture-based or lecture style mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as long as it's coupled with application, as yeah. long as it's coupled with what does this mean for me? Yeah. You know, whereas lecturing, that's you're just giving information mm-hmm. so that you can pass the test kind of yeah, thing. Sure. And I don't want them to like just pass a test. I, I want our, our church to 
take this to heart and actually mm-hmm. live out the gospel. Yeah, so for sure. I sense that I struggle with that too much academia at times. Yeah. I, um, you know, I'm not far out of seminary as well. Mm-hmm. I think what at times I, I feel like helps me a tiny bit is that I, I speak to junior high and high school students all the time. Mm-hmm. And so it forces me to make sure I'm not just crazy academic with them because mm-hmm. they will just fall asleep on yeah. me or they'll just play on their phone one more time. Yeah. And so I think that forces me, the church, one of the churches I was at before this, um, was all about literally the senior pastor and myself. He pretty much just wanted us to go as high academia as you possibly could go. And just, he wanted to just, you know, blow the socks off the congregation every time with, with academia, with Greek words and Hebrew words. And so I, I remember coming here a little bit of feeling like, okay, this is healthier, but how do I twist my brain a little bit? How do yeah. I make sure that I'm, I'm not getting that mindset of, of let's go high, let's go high. Yeah. And, and I love the way James explains it, putting cookies on every shelf. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's so much truth in that. Yeah. So I hear you. Because the top shelf people are going to take care of themselves. Yeah. Like they, they're already studying because they're yeah. top shelf people. Yeah. But you have a lot of people who really have never heard any of this mm. before and a lot of people who have heard it, but they don't understand it. Yeah. And so if you're just going that top shelf, you're going to miss 75, 80% of yeah. your congregation and not only are they just not going to understand, but they're they're not going to get anything from it. They're not going to grow, yeah, and agreed. that's terrible. So, and I think that's uh, us doing a, a disservice as a shepherd. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think so. I think we need to be shepherding well. And so, I hear you, you, and I appreciate the way you handle this text because you could have gone down some really academic roads in Old Testament mm-hmm. and and spent time in the Hebrew and the Greek and gone that route. And so, I hear you. That's always a struggle. And yeah, I, I I hear you for sure. Next question I have, um, persecution is a biblical term that is widely misunderstood and misused for Mm -hmm. any hardship. How can believers understand the difference between suffering and persecution? Um, I wish I had an easy answer. I I, I know with persecution, Mm -hmm. we as Western Christians... Like I said, we think it's disagreement. We mm. think it's people who just, oh, they, you know, they they disagree mm. or mm. they fight with us or whatever. It's like that's, I mean, it, it can be. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't want to put stuff in a box and saying unless it fits this criteria that, yeah. you know, again, no. Um, but I think persecution is there is significant pushback to where there are detrimental consequences to you sharing your faith or standing firm in your faith. Amen. That is persecution. Mm-hmm. Um, just having somebody at work kind of mm-hmm. bug you, like, yeah. uh, okay, maybe there's a little bit there, yeah. but to go like, oh, I'm being persecuted, uh, I'm, I mean, I think we're being a little sensitive there. Yeah. Amen. And so, um, and, and, and I don't want to knock that down. Like, that's still hard. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever you're going through of, you know, whether that's suffering or hardship, like it's still hard and you're yeah. still doing it for God. But I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really gun shy when it comes to saying I'm being persecuted mm. because I'm like, I'm not being killed for my faith. Mm. I'm not being thrown in jail. I'm not mm. starving to death. My kids aren't in danger. Uh, my marriage isn't in uh, turmoil. Like those things mm. aren't happening. And so yeah, I can share the gospel and, you know, people can be like, oh, I don't want, you know, I, I don't want to hear that from you or whatever. Yeah. Like they can attack me and that might be a, a small form of persecution, but I wouldn't say I'm being persecuted mm. because I know Christians in other parts of the world are are dying yeah. and and we need to pray for them and and it's, yeah. it's really sad. Mm-hmm. And so to go, yeah, we're on the same level. Mm-hmm. Like I look at what Paul and Barnabas went through in this passage mm-hmm. 
yeah, there was disagreement, but there were city, like this whole city, the whole towns were driving them out. Yeah. They were, they were yelling at them. They were wanting to stone them to death. Their life was in danger. Yeah. Yeah. That, to me that, and, and again, I, I don't really want to say, I, I don't want people to, to listen to this and go, well, Pastor Brendan says I'm not in persecution, but I think I am. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I personally am not going to say that. Mm-hmm. I don't think persecution is just being disagreed with. I, I, I think the, the biblical definition of, of persecution is what Paul and Barnabas went through. Mm. Um, and I, I don't really see that in my personal life. And so I am gun shy to say that I'm being persecuted. Um, so that's where I kind of draw the line between mm. suffering for Christ and being persecuted for Christ. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I guess I, that's not a hill I'm willing to die on if somebody's like, I'm being persecuted. I'm, I'll pray for you. Like, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. if that's if that's really where you are, it it might be mm-hmm. like I I don't need to to tell you if you're being persecuted or not. Yeah. If you really feel like you're being persecuted, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah. Where where are you gonna go? How how are you leaning on God then? Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. And if I'm suffering for God, same response. Okay, I'll pray for you. How are you leaning in in God? Mm-hmm. I don't really want to get wrapped in definitions, mm-hmm. um, but that's just how I kind of define it in my own head, if that makes sense. sense. I think that's really good. I, I've definitely seen over the years believers using the word persecution for so much, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's part of, of what you're addressing and I want to address too is this mindset of of protecting that term to a certain extent, of, yeah. of keeping persecution protected and allowing that to be the true biblical definition and not lowering the the, the well, importance of that term. Well, it changes your perspective. Yeah. You know, if you're like, man, I'm just like, this is hard. Like being a Christian is hard. Yes, it is. Yes. That's different, a different mindset. That's a different mm. perspective on life than to go, man, I'm being persecuted. Mm. Like that's different. Mm. Um, and so... Yeah, I, I like what you said. Just be careful in how you use it because it's going to change your perspective on how you deal with it. Agreed. And so just be aware of that. Mm. So Yeah. Definitely have seen people over the years use that for caught in a car accident, being person. No, let's protect that. You know, yeah, let's protect that. It's term. the fault. It's sin. It's yeah, and, and I think that that's that's a big thing that we need to be mindful of and, and protecting that and, and being mindful of that, that term for sure and allowing that term to be used within the context of what scripture and specifically as we're looking at this passage, what what Paul went through. Yeah. And and what Paul endures through the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's huge for us. Which leads us perfectly in the next question. And, and you address this a little bit. Would love to hear more, more of your thoughts. How so the question is really, how do I know if I am facing persecution? Uh Again, <laughs> I wish I had an answer. That's what, I mean, um, I, I hear I, you, yeah. I think, I think it depends on how you define persecution. Mm, okay. If persecution is just your life isn't good, mm. I, I mean, I would disagree with that definition. Yeah, I hear but you. But I think, I think persecution is you are being persecuted. Mm. You are being um, attacked. There are significant hardships and again, th- these are all relative terms. Like yeah. What I think is significant is not what you may think is significant. Mm-hmm. But you are facing significant hardships, significant losses solely because of what you believe, mm-hmm. solely because of the stance that you take on the, the person of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's persecution. Mm-hmm. And not, not only just you're receiving resistance, but people are going out of their way yeah. to shut you down, to harm you, and you are being majorly impacted. Mm. I think that is persecution. I would agree. Um, 
And and it could be spiritual persecution. Like there is spiritual warfare. I, I do believe in that. Um, and so I, I again, I'm, I'm really trying not to minimize anything. And so if, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this and you're like, hear me, I'm not minimizing mm-hmm. anything. I just think the definitions of how what we use words and, and how we use them are important. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would say, I know I'm in persecution when I think I am actively being sought out to be shut down or mm-hmm. attacked or persecuted. Yeah, there's severe for ram- my faith. There's severe ramifications if I continue preaching the gospel. Yeah, if I continue standing for Christ. Yes, I I think that is a good definition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to say, I mean, I, I used to work for, for the government mm-hmm. and for me to say, well, I can't preach the gospel at my work because I'll get fired. I don't know if that's persecution mm. because I worked for the government. Like mm. you're just, it's not, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. It's not like they are hunting me down. It's that I'm breaking policy if I do it. Now I still preached anyway. Yeah. I just kind of did it in a clever way, yeah. but that's not really, I mean, again, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think that's persecution. That's just... Those are the rules, yeah, and it might be hard or more difficult, but like the government is not actively at that time was not looking at me and going, oh, we need to shut this guy down because he's preaching the gospel. But HR would go, I mean, if it got out of hand, they'd, hey, you can't do that here. And yeah. if you continue to do that, we're going to have to let yeah. you go. That's not persecution. That's just that's just where you are. That's just so the reality. Just, just I, I would say try to try to see if you're not being persecuted mm. and, and try to just understand maybe this is suffering. Maybe this is just hardships. Maybe these are just obstacles mm. um, to me sharing my faith or living out my faith. Am I being persecuted though? Mm. That Like go through that process. And, yeah. um, but again, it, if you are being persecuted and you come to that end of that road and you're like, yes, I am being persecuted. Okay. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, Where, how do you respond? Mm-hmm. What, what did Paul do? Like, are you going to continue to live for Jesus? I would say you would. Mm-hmm. But I think that's so true. I, I appreciate that. I'm going to go off our, our, our questions just a little bit because I, I think that we need to tie back into kind of the main idea. I love the wording that you used of overwhelming gratitude for the gospel. Mm-hmm. And you had some great application points within this. Can you Give us a little bit more of practically what does it look like as a believer to have overwhelming gratitude for the gospel? Uh, I think it looks like humility. Hmm. If you looking at my own life, looking at my own sin, um, my rebellion against God, um, the harm I've done to my wife, to my kids, Hmm. all of those things, and to know that God forgives me and loves me and cares for me that's going to change how I live my life. And I am living out of that gratitude from what I understand to be the gospel. Yeah, agreed. Um, If I forget that, if I forget that God saved Mm -hmm. me, that there's nothing I can do to, to, to be right with God in my own, you know, of my own action, of my own accord, of my own will, there's nothing I can do to make myself right with God. If I forget that, then I'm not living in the gospel and I am surely not mm-hmm. thankful for the gospel. Agreed. Yeah. And so I think living out that gratitude is you are living out humility. Mm-hmm. You are looking at other people and you're sharing the gospel going, Hey, I'm, I'm a, I heard this, um, this explanation where we're all beggars mm-hmm. looking for food, but we just found bread and we're just telling other people where to find bread. And so as, as going up to other people and sharing this message, we're beggars. Mm. I just, I found bread or, or really bread found me. Mm. And 
I, I want you to know where, where bread can find you too. Like I want you, I want you to hear where the savior is. And that's really good. And so that, that's, that's what I think living in that gratitude looks like. That's really challenging. I, I appreciate you going there. So going to come to our last question here. It, it's, it's time for you to, to flash your, your MDiv a little bit, my friend. Okay. <laughs> Again, don't, don't know if I can do an answer, but we'll try. I, it's it's time. Congratulations for the MDiv. It's time <laughs> to time to show it here. You ready? Okay. Question is used a word during the message that I would love for you to define. Mm-hmm. The word was imputed. Mm-hmm. What is that word? What does it mean? How does that yeah. impact my life? Go for it. So it's one of those words that we use and we know what it means mm-hmm. in context. But then like if somebody says, well, define it, you're like, oh, I know <laughs> I can I can define it by using it. Yeah, agreed. Um, and so I had to look it up. I cheated. I, I asked Siri and Siri told me. Hey, um, uh, hey, hey, go ahead and call Liberty. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, it's basically a scribe is, mm-hmm. is the, the, a similar word, a, mm-hmm. a, a synonym for it. Okay. But basically our sins are imputed onto Jesus, meaning given to Jesus, mm-hmm. laid on Jesus yeah. in place of, um, or sorry, for our sake, in, in our place. Yeah. That is given and placed on, ascribed to Jesus. Mm. And then Jesus's righteousness is imputed onto us, meaning ascribed to us, given mm. to us, yeah. draped over us. So that's what, I mean, that's what it means. It, it's really weird to define a word that you're yeah. like, well, that's what it means, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that's what, it's basically ascribe or given. Nice. I like that. There was a really cool example I saw one time at, at uh, summer camp. I was taking some of my students to summer camp and and the, the pastor who was speaking used this idea. He, he laid out a towel, mm-hmm. and he was using the idea of how, how we are seen before, before the Father. When we come to the Father, when we are saved, when salvation is, is given to us, and we are then seen before the Father, he, used this, he laid this towel down, and he said, you know, before our sin, it, it is, the towel's white, then our sin comes, and it, it, it messes it up. But then the blood of Jesus comes and, and takes the towel, and, and it's all over the towel, and he took um, ketchup and squared it all over the towel, and he said, literally that towel, Jesus, is laid on a believer, and when the believer goes before the Father, the Father sees Jesus. Yeah. Not, not, the, not the person sees Jesus. And yeah. so I think that's, that's the idea of imputed. It's literally where he's imputed, he's laid, he's ascribed, his, yeah. his blood, his salvation is ascribed to us, and that's how we're seen before the Father now. Yeah. Well, that's why I always... Uh, not always. I, I say that a lot, but I try to, as much as I can, mm. tell people that you're a new creation. Mm. So like you, mm. you're no longer Andrew. Yeah. Andrew died. Amen. You are now Andrew in Christ. Yes. And so when God looks at you, he sees Andrew in Christ or yeah. Andrew draped over by the blood of Christ. Amen. And he doesn't see Brenton because Brenton died. Yes. He now sees Brenton in Christ. Amen. And that is... Like my new identity, that's mm. who I am. That's really good. So, yeah, that's really good. Well, before we end this episode, let's talk about next week. Okay. What are we going to be studying? Um, still more on Acts 14 now. So okay. Acts 14, 8 on. I don't actually know the passage that um, that James is preaching through. Okay. And it's Pastor James. Yeah. James will be talking okay. through uh, what's going on. And um, un- unfortunately, I didn't talk to him about what this what his sermon's going to be about. So we're all going to be surprised when we go on Sunday or Monday. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. All good. We're going to be studying more of Acts. Yes. Are we still an anchored at this point? Yes, we're still an anchored. Okay. I believe anchored is going 
um, up until Thanksgiving. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have a Thanksgiving message. Mm-hmm. And then from Thanksgiving, we go into Advent. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we'll end off the year through Advent. And then after Christmas, we have one more family Sunday. Yeah. Um, and then we start the new year off. And I believe that would be a new series. Okay. So Anchored is going to go through until Thanksgiving. Yes. Just pick my passage for Thanksgiving too. So we'll good. see how that goes. Good. That'll be good. Um, I have complete side note here. I have loved the the anchored um, bump, sermon bumper video. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you've talked about that really to the congregation at all. Yeah, where did that come from? Uh, this is off topic completely. Yeah, where did that come from? Who's the voice? How'd that kind of come to be? Can you give us a little yeah. details? Because I know other people have really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm. I won't say who the voice is Fair because she didn't like. She doesn't like. It's really funny, but she does not like being I respect known. that. Okay. So yeah. if you can figure it out, you can easily figure it out. Yes, but, agreed. Um, it is somebody from our congregation. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the James and I were kind of talking about what is the next series. Mm-hmm. And we were talking Anchored or Tethered. Those were the two. And yep. he's like, you know what? Both of those would work. Figure something out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And so I was looking for like ships and boats and mm-hmm. all these things. And I just... I was really struggling, and then yeah. I started looking at, like tetherball stuff and looking at ropes and things. And, and anyway, um, and I would have I would have loved a tetherball middle of the stage. Yeah, just the, that, just the ball and then the chain hitting the ding. Yeah, ding, then every right? time the pastor walked up, punch it and let it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be that, the intro that would be to a every great a great you know sermon analogy for yeah, every Sunday. That would be every Sunday. That'd be the start of every yeah. sermon. In with the the clink of the yeah. yeah. Sorry, okay, my apologies. No, you're good. Um, and so I ended up finding. Um, I don't know, it, it's really God-given. God's going to get credit mm. for everything. But but he, uh, I was just praying through it and like, man, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? What mm. am I, you know? And came across like, maybe I should just do a bunch of waves. Like waves mm. are powerful. Yeah. And thinking of uh, of being anchored in a, a boat, being anchored but in the storm and mm. having all these waves crashing in and raising it and lowering it and, mm-hmm. and this this back and forth of all of that, but this ship maintains where it is. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I kind of got the video. That's awesome. And as I'm thinking through that, I'm like, well, what what does that look like for us? Like, what's the application? And the application is, well, really, we have opposing thoughts. We like, it, it, that's kind of a, the, the speaking was a snapshot in, mm-hmm. in our minds. Yeah. And listening to the conversation that we have ourselves mm. of like, man, I, I got so much stuff to do today. Mm. I have so many things. And then if you listen, it's kind of in stereo. Mm. So people online might hear it a little bit better if you're in earphones. It does um, move. Yeah. But on the right side is all the negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you can't do this. You're not any good. Um, you know, you, what are they going to think of you? You don't know anything. You can't do this. And on the left side is, no, you can do this. Yeah. God's got this. It, you're, it's going to be okay. And then in the middle is everything we have to do. Mm. And so there's this tug and pull and this rise and fall and this this crashing of waves of really cool. even in our own turmoil of what's going on, even just mm. in our own day-to-day life. And you can extrapolate that to whatever. Um, and then she says, God, help me. And it's really just mm. like, I'm being pulled in so many different directions. God, I need you to anchor me because... Yeah. I want to go here, or I want to think about this, yeah. or I want to worry about this, or, I, you know, and, and looking at it with the the Bible of, of what we're going through in Acts, Paul is really pulled in different directions. He is, he's yeah. being persecuted in one hand, he's being celebrated in another hand, he's got his own stuff that's going on, he's got Mark leaving, He you know, yeah. he's being pushed and pulled, and there's so many different things. And Paul, I'm sure, would have said something similar to that mm-hmm. prayer of, like, God, I'm, I don't know what's going on but I need you. I need you to anchor me and I need you to guide me. That's and so, so cool. that's kind of where that 
that uh, bumper video came from. That's really cool. I, I when I would, I'd sit there and listen, I could hear it was was you know stereo. Mm-hmm. I could hear the different sides, but I didn't know that you intentionally done one side's this. One mm-hmm. side. That's really cool. Thank yeah. you, thank you for giving a, a, us a window yeah. into that. That that makes a lot of sense. And I'm, I'm guessing people could hear it kind of move the sides, but that's yeah. really cool. So, yeah, I, I was really proud of that. It was really cool. It really came really together cool. really well, and yeah. and whoever did it did a really good job. Kudos and kudos to that mystery person. When when she recorded it, and like, I just I just told her, hey, just just talk, self talk, mm-hmm. go. Yeah. And she did it, and then I'm like, all right, now do negative self talk. Mm-hmm. And she did it, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is painful. Like this is hard yeah. because I say the same thing to myself. I say the same thing. And then the positive. And then hearing that, I'm like, man, I do. Like, mm. I was so in it. And it was really emotional. Yeah, I bet. And uh, I ended up buying her a coffee because I was like, you did a really good job. Here you so, go. There you go. Here's for all the the, the, the <laughs> therapy you just went through. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Here's the therapy session that I'll pay one coffee for. Yes, so exactly. Well, very, very good. I mean, help us. What do you think we as a church body can be kind of praying for as we roll into this next next week of Anchor? Yeah. I think the the best thing that we can always be praying for is that we show up ready to worship and hear from God, mm. that our eyes and ears would be open, yeah. that we would be... Um, I think it's really easy to just come into church and think, yeah, I'm good. Mm. I, don't, I don't need... Like, okay, God can show me a few things here or there, and, and I can... I, me, personally, I can easily come into church and just kind of check out and just go, yeah, I'm here, I'm good, yeah. as opposed to maybe God wants to shine a light in a you know, in a, in a, a blind spot I have, or maybe God wants to convict me of something, or maybe God wants to show me something about himself, or maybe God wants to heal a brokenness in my heart, or maybe God wants to, yeah. whatever that is. Mm. And if, if we're not prepared mm. and open to that, we can easily miss it. And so mm. I would be praying that we don't miss God moving in our own lives. That's really good. That's super challenging. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. We hope that you enjoyed this week's Midpoint. If you'd like to send in any questions or thoughts into the show, please email or text Podcast at lewistonocc.org. Be sure to join us in service at 9 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m., as well as Monday night at 7 p.m. Before we wrap up, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, we, thanks, man. Second time we've... Second or third, yeah. I think I might have interviewed you, you. I think, yeah, you interviewed me once, and this is my second time I think interviewed you. Yeah. So, Rock cool. solid. I appreciate the Thanks, time. Man. Hope to see you all very soon. Be well and know that you are so loved by God and Richard's Community Church. Thanks, guys.